Can a man in a box be free? Can a man in a box be free? This is a thought experiment that St. Augustine did when discussing freedom in the early church. And as we approach our nation's great celebration, the 4th of July, and the second reading, looking, I was praying about freedom the last few days. What is true freedom? Take this thought experiment, a man living in a box, not very fun, but if you were to approach really just anyone on the street and ask, is, is that person free? I don't think it's very much of a stretch of imagination. They'd say no. He's not free. He can't do anything. He's in a box. For the definition that the world gives us, freedom is I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, wherever I want it. And if any of those things are restricted, I'm not free. And Americans, we're all about freedom, so don't, don't touch my freedom. That's not freedom. That's slavery. That is not freedom. Freedom, as we teach as Catholics, as followers of Christ, freedom is the ability to say yes to Christ, to follow the will of the Father in your life. That's freedom, to choose Christ. That's what this country was founded upon, that those could come and worship God as they saw fit without being told how to do so. But our, our, our understanding of freedom has been hijacked and taken and just all of a sudden, it's everything that Paul is talking about. They've taken freedom and used it only for their own self-pleasure. So if true freedom is to follow the will of God in our life, what, what hampers that? What burdens us? Well, that's anything that we do that chooses other than God. The slavery of sin, the slavery of allowing aspects of the world, aspects of material possession, sin, our own desires, to trump what God has for our own will in our life. And our Lord talks about that in pretty much an extreme example here in the gospel. So brothers and sisters, our love of God has to come first. Nothing can come above our love for God. No desire, no want or action that we want to partake in. And our Lord used an extreme example. Lord, I want to follow you, but help me, let me go bury my father first. So that's a reasonable example. I just moved into St. Charles a couple weeks ago. If I asked a friend like, hey, can you help me move, you know, like my golf clubs and my shoes and everything into the, into the rectory? And my friend goes, uh, sorry, man, I'd love to be there, but my dad died, I gotta go to the funeral. I would be a terrible person if I said, no, you can't go, you gotta help me move my golf clubs. What is our Lord talking about here? He's saying, let the dead bury the dead? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. But brothers and sisters, what our Lord is saying is that even the most important relationships with our family, if they are higher on the scale and priority in our hearts and our lives over Jesus Christ, that's a problem. It's not good. In fact, it's not even life-giving at that point. Jesus Christ and following that will in our heart needs to be number one. No buts, no ifs, no what about this. Always, Christ is number one. And when we do that, everything else is going to be more life-giving. Everything else is going to be in its proper place. 
And of course, in most of our lives, hopefully, you know, loved ones aren't the ones that take that example, but our love for God helps us to be the best husbands, wives, sons, daughters, all the different family relationships. But what can fulfill those parts? What can take a higher priority? Material possessions, money, pleasure, food, alcohol, time on social media. How much time do we spend on these things in our lives? Someone told me recently, you know, how much time should I be spending on social media? It's a tough question to answer, right? And a friend of mine said that uh, for every hour of social media you spend each day on your phone, on the computer, you should spend that much time in prayer. I'm like, oh gosh, I'd be, in, <laughs> I'd be praying like seven hours a day. This is, not, this is not good, but it was good for me. It was a little self-reflection. Maybe I'm spending too much time you know, following the World Cup or checking Twitter or being on Instagram. That's my own personal reflection. I spend too much time on these things. I need to take back. Are they higher on the priority list than they should be? Probably. But I'm sure each of us can spend a little time and think of those things. What's going on? Am I spending too much time worrying about money? Am I spending too much time worrying about my job, advancing, getting that power? Guys, Christ needs to be number one. And yes, that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, that makes us out of place with the culture, the anti-gospel that the world throws at us each and every day. But brothers and sisters, this isn't home. We're not citizens of this world. Yes, we're supposed to be good citizens of America. This is a country that we live in. We're supposed to do our civic duties to be good neighbors. But this isn't home. Our Lord also says in the gospel, Foxes have dens, birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Heaven is our home, and that's why we come to Mass. That's why we take time out of our week to get a, the slightest of previews of the heavenly banquet, recognizing that the power and the love of our Lord is veiled in the sacrament of the Eucharist, that we come together and recognize that in a small way, a real way, but a small way compared to heaven, Christ comes into our bodies when we receive the Eucharist, that union, that communion is infinitely greater in heaven. That's where we're going. So as we continue in our lives, we recognize we don't get comfortable here. We allow ourselves not to have the gospel message mold to our own hearts, but we mold our hearts to the gospel message because we're citizens of heaven. That's the goal. That's what we're shooting for. And it's difficult out there. I know, brothers and sisters, it's hard to be a Christians. It's always been hard. It was hard when Christ lived. It was hard in Rome. It was hard in the Middle Ages. And it's hard now. We can't talk about our beliefs. We can't talk about the dignity of a person. We can't talk about the goodness of a man and a woman. We can't talk about marriage, family, life without being persecuted. But that's how it's always been. Christians love all people. All people persecute Christians. They did it to Christ. They will do it to us. But if we want to live truly free, we have to embrace the gospel. We have to live truly free. We cannot allow ourselves, myself first and foremost, to be burdened by this world, to be burdened by sin. A man in a box can be free. A man on the cross was the freest person, the freest time of any moment in history. He was doing the Father's will. That is what freedom looks like. 
It's difficult, but it's beautiful. And it will bring us the greatest joy of living our faith together as Christians, helping the world be a better place, being saints, brothers and sisters, and getting ready to be with Christ in heaven.